you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Well, 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 there was a storm that came through, a winter storm, and we've got a storm of drama in Housewives. Um, But one little storm that I'm not into, and guys, bear with me on this storm analogy that I'm just going with right now. I'm really curious where we're going with this. Yeah, I mean, just just go with it. One, you know, tornado, let's just call it a tornado that's terrible, is O.C., that made no sense, but you guys get it's it. It's a it's a train wreck. It is, it's I like, I feel like it's almost an insult to cover it. But I know, like, we're watching it and we're going to cover it. But I don't really know what to say other than basically recast everyone but Gina and Emily. Like, I don't even I don't want Shannon. I'm not like I'm already over fancy pants. Like, I'm just kind of like, oh my god. Like, if it wasn't for Gina and Emily, I don't know if I'd find any enjoyment in the show at all. It just feels very disjointed. And I mean, listen, I think we always need a villain and Noella's a lot and we all are tired of her, but she's the only like storyline this show has. (laughs) Like it's just drama over Noella. So on one hand, I'm not opposed to like kind of keeping her maybe more friend of energy to me just to kind of stir the pot. But it's, I don't know. OC's dumb. Noella made an ass out of herself to Heather with that whole inappropriate moment. And I was like, what is happening here? And that's the issue with Noella. It's not even that she's the villain. It's like, she's not even like in the same conversation as everyone else. Like Heather was trying to explain to her why the gift was inappropriate. And it felt like Noella just wanted to like, I guess Noella just heard it as you got my daughter something that, you know, is LGBTQ plus. And I thought that was inappropriate. So she starts calling Heather, like Heather and her white fragility. And it was just so crazy. Cause I'm like, I don't think you understand the conversation had nothing to do with the fact that it was, you know, a bisexual person giving another bisexual person a gift. It was the fact that it was a 17 year old that was receiving a gift that sounded like it was kind of like cards against humanity, but a little bit more raunchy and just not appropriate given the age and given the fact that this is a grown adult. I think that's all Heather was trying to say. And then once she read the cards, Noella was shocked, but then was like, we're over it. We're done. Right. I was like, I kind of feel like you owe an apology to Heather for almost implying she's homophobic. Well, when all she was trying to say is you were being inappropriate. Bingo. And I feel like that's all we really need to say about OC. Jersey. Oh, okay. Gosh, I am so excited on so many levels. There's like so much that's still to come, so much to be excited about. 
But let's talk about the Louie video because I honestly, out of everything we know about him, I actually think this is the least weird thing about him, this video. And I'm going to tell you guys, we actually received this video. So we received an email last summer from an anonymous source who said Louis, Louis Rulas is a serial abuser. This is him at a warrior program where he would go when he would behave badly. He went once after hitting ex-fiance blank and also after he left his ex-fiance blank in Cape Cod. So we received the video. And I'm with you, Abby. I do think it's one of the least weird things. And I'm guessing you guys, you know, you've seen it all over the internet. You're probably wondering why we didn't share it. We, Honestly, I didn't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, we didn't want to get sued. And everything with Louie and the information that we've received, there's like a fine line. And this is, I feel like our journalism backgrounds coming into play. Like, we just didn't want to get sued is really well, what it comes down to. Yeah. And a lot of it too is like there are people sending us stuff and I, we're not the only account. Like I know, obviously they sent it to several, um, but people are sending us information about him. And then like we go and try to do our due diligence and th- some things we've been able, you know, to prove to be true. There's police reports on him. You know, you can't, you can't make that up. Um, but with some of it, it's like, okay, well, we don't know with like hundred percent certainty why he went to this camp, what it was about. But the, the video was odd and it's disturbing if you don't know everything else about him. But basically for the people who are like, what's going on? I think they did a good job of describing it without showing it. But basically he went to this camp for men to, to just get over any type of like struggle. Um, and basically from what we were told, he was there to apologize, to like learn how to get past some of his abusive tendencies, whether they are were physical or emotional, um, is yet to be really proven or determined, other than I do think the emotional abuse has been pretty much proven. Um, but it was him, basically, he went through this thing, and then he was apologizing to his girlfriend. I'm just curious how it got out there. Like, did the girlfriend show it to friends, like, like how crazy he is, and then somebody, like, saved it? Um, because it, it spread quickly. It did spread quickly. What do you think? So going back to what you said initially – that this isn't the weirdest thing. What's the weirdest thing that you've learned about dirty Louie, as we like to call him? Um, God, I mean, just, I think emotion, like just the emotional abuse that he puts people through to me is like way, not weirder, but like way more concerning. The weirdest thing about him though, is truly for me, that road rage police report where he like basically like got out of his car and like beat the shit out of somebody. Um, for cutting him off. Like it was just, and there's eyewitnesses. It was like, it, it was a thing. Um, and we dug up the police report. I, we're not going to like share it, but you can, you can be detectives. Um, every Bravo fan is probably on their way to becoming, um, an, an FBI agent, but it's out there. Um, that to me was the weirdest thing though. His road rage incident where he like physically beat someone up over them cutting him off. Yeah, I found I found the report as we were talking about it. But yes, I think for me, the weirdest thing, and I feel like the women, and who knows, I bet they're going to get the, on this, on the show and everything that we've learned about him. One, he's obviously a huge narcissist and love bombing is his middle name. But the fact, the relationships. So I believe the timeline we were given, he was like engaged in 2018, and I could be butchering this. Um, so please don't take it verbatim, but 
I feel like he was engaged in 2018 and then like broke up and then was engaged again in 2019. It was like three engagements in four years or like something absurd like that. And that to me is troubling. And the only reason why I, th- I think he didn't get somebody in 2020 was COVID. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it slowed down his, uh, you know, his streak of an engagement a year, but he made up for it in 2021 by proposing to Teresa. It is, he does jump from relationship to relationship. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the red flags when that watch what happens live, but I am a little worried, uh, for more for Teresa's daughters. Um, and I think, you know, I think Gia did a good job of saying like, you are moving really quickly from meeting to moving in. And Teresa was like, well, it's been, you know, it'll be a year. And she's like, that's still pretty quick. And you learn something new about someone every day. Like I, I applauded Gia for kind of saying what a lot of other people were thinking. And it makes me wonder if maybe the girls aren't as, on board with it. It's not that they don't like Louie. They're just like, this is a big change really quickly. But time will tell. Time will okay. tell. We got to talk about Jen's nose job. I'm so confused. Why is it so like smushed? At I the mean, end? the whole thing that confused me was that she got a nose job in Turkey. Didn't do it with Bill, which granted, knowing what we know now, maybe that's why. Uh, the whole thing is weird. Granted, okay, so from my understanding, and she posted a long message re- like regarding her appearance on the show. She said she was, she basically said she was four weeks post-op and it has to like settle down. So she was still pretty swollen. So that's why her nose looked like that. Um, and it has since like calmed down and she removed the chin implant as well. So I think she said, okay, this is what she said. Um, keep in mind that it was exactly four weeks after the date of my surgery. My face was still swollen and numb and it was hard to move, speak, or smile. My surgery was already planned from way before. I got the news when filming was to start. And even though I was nervous on the backlash that may happen, I had no idea how whack I would look on camera. I remember that I signed up to to show my life, all aspects of it. So instead of healing before I filmed, I healed while I filmed and let you all watch. I wasn't totally happy with my chin from day one. And I was irritated that I listened to the recommendation of the doctor. And it goes on and on and on. So yeah, I, I don't know. It all it, it's a little odd, um, and I mean, I get maybe why she wouldn't want Bill to do her surgery again because he said she was like you know a terrible patient, and I, I just know there's probably like for surgeons that might be kind of weird to operate on a loved one just because like what if something goes wrong, but don't you think she would have like used a plastic surgeon that he was close with that he would highly recommend or somebody else in his practice? Like I just thought it was odd that she was like I found this guy a year ago on Instagram. I don't, I, I don't know. I guess when I go on vacation, I go to like truly relax, not, not to get plastic surgery. You know, I wonder, and even though Jen has money, I wonder if it's like cheaper. Oh, I'm sure it is. Cause you know, people go to Mexico to do yeah, I plastic mean, surgery listen, for that my reason. Mom, and my mom does not go um, <laughs> to ER to get plastic surgery by any means, but my mom will like, you know, like what, am I, what do you call it uh, with the eyebrows? Like micro- oh, like microblade? Yeah. Yeah. So like she would be more, when she goes to, the, she does like things like that because it's like cheaper and I don't know. Yeah. She'll trust the people that she's doing this with. But so maybe that maybe it's, there's that kind of logic to it. Either way, it's very strange. Um, I'm just glad she looks better now. I will say I've always thought she was beautiful. She's, we've seen several rounds of Jennifer throughout the show. Uh, I do think she's really, I just think she's beautiful. She, I don't think she necessarily needed 
um, any work done, but if it makes her feel better, you know, I'm all for it. Um, but I'm just glad that it, that wasn't her final look. I think she looks great now. Yes, absolutely. So let me get, let's talk about like the crux of the show is whether or not people talk about, well, one, the Louis video, do you feel like it was fair to like bring it up at the party? I think it was fair amongst this group of people because clearly they know everything about each other um, and there's stuff they don't talk about on the show. But no, I think it was fair because also it was circulating everywhere on social media. You know, it wasn't like this was like a secret that somebody decided like, oh, all of a sudden now I'm going to leak this to, you know, ruin Teresa's relationship. I do think it was a little unfair that she was so like defensive of it and was like, it's no one else's business. You're on a reality show. So Therefore, anybody, you know, in your life and as part of your reality is almost fair game. And it seemed like he loved being on TV last season. And now he's not liking it because the skeletons in his closet are coming out. So I don't know. I just think I think it was fair game for people to talk about it and ask about it. And it's kind of it's just an odd thing. It's not like I heard a rumor that, you know, his ex-wife can't stand him. Like, that's not that uncommon, sadly. But this was a little unexpected. Yeah. And I didn't think, um, Joey Gorga was out of line with the joke he made. Like, I don't know if I want to go so far and call him a comedian. (laughs) Don't want (laughs) to give Joey that much credit, but if someone's going to ask him in the audience and it was like everywhere at that time and now is getting new life again because of the show, like, I felt like he handled it probably the best that you would expect from Joey. I I do believe him and that he was really just trying to diffuse it and get people to stop talking about it. So it's just like, oh man, I'm missing my brother-in-law because, you know, because this stuff didn't come up with him. Like, I think, I truly think he was just trying to kill the conversation because he knew no matter what he would have said, Teresa or Louie would have been upset. So I, I actually do believe him, even though I don't necessarily believe a lot out of Joe Gorga's mouth. Um, but the, I think the craziest thing was the bomb dropped at the end of this episode and more so the way it was dropped. We learned that Bill Aiden had an affair on Jen and it don't call it the office manager. She's a pharmaceutical rep. She deserves respect. I just thought it was so odd that Jennifer was like, let me correct you on her title. I have chills just even like rethinking that moment. On one hand, and Jennifer has since done interviews and talking about this, She said, I realized going on reality TV that she's going to show all aspects of her life. So she basically was like, well, bitch, no, I'm going to take this moment and take it back and I'm going to correct you. And I thought we never see that on Housewives. Like most of the time it's deny, 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 deny. You never see someone just kind of like own it in that moment. And I think Jen has that. Jen has a good comedic timing, not to like put her suffering <laughs> and say it's like funny, but she's got a good like kind of comedic like sarcasm. Um, so I feel like she's like, you know what? Well, here it is, lady. You're happy. This is what's happening. I do think if like a lot of her issues with Marge now make sense. So like I never really understood why those two were always going, like they said, they always go tit for tat. They never can just like make up and be okay. And I just think it's kind of also weird that for two people that don't necessarily know each other very well, they had a lot of opinions about each other's life. Like, you know, we've seen, they showed the clips of Jim Aiden, you know, talking about Marge, like you grew up around cheaters, you know, some of the, just some of the horrible things she said. And I really think it comes down to the fact that 
I don't think as much as she's saying that they've moved on and she's forgiven, I think she's projecting all of her anger about Bill's affair and that mistress towards Marge. And I think it really bothers her that Marge is open about her, the fact that, you know, some of her relationships have been with married men and that she seemingly was able to like, like find a good place with those people. And it's not like all the drama. I just don't think Jen has really forgiven Bill. I don't think she's gotten over it. So she just takes it all out on Marge and Marge knows all this and therefore is upset by Jen continually saying like, I just don't understand people have affairs. I wouldn't associate myself with those people and like making it sound like she's better than when you know, she's living and in love with and still married to somebody who had an affair. So like it just for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like a light bulb moment. All of the issues with Marge and Jennifer make complete sense now. I'm curious too, if we're going to learn the timing of it all, because if you think about those two going at it um, from previous seasons, remember like Bill living in the pool house and all those conversations, like, was that happening? And was Marge and from Marge aspect, was she going hard on her because she knew what was happening at that time? Like, I, I'm getting the sense that this affair wasn't like recent, like I based believe, on how piecing it together from like previous seasons. Yeah. I believe that Jen commented and said that it was, I thought she said somewhere that it was almost 10 years ago. So that it, it, it did happen a while ago. So there you go. Yeah. It's but interesting. It's, so it's, to me, it's like she knew that. She knew that fact about her. And, you know, they went at it. Yeah, I would like it's odd. come on the other, other end. I just want to know what else these women know about each other that they're not, that they're not saying. Because Marge made it sound like we all know. We're just, we've never said it. And she even looked at Dolores as like, I'm not going to do this here. As if like they, they truly all knew. So I'm like, what else do you guys know about each other? But uh, great first start to the season. Uh I, typically, you know, I'd be pretty pissed off to get a TV continued on the premiere, but the the bomb they dropped at the end and the fact that that alone, that little bomb at the end didn't carry, like, was it carrying the episode? There was enough going on without it. I'm okay with it to be continued. So um, it gets really a rare. Quick, yeah. Really quick. Do you think the Jersey women should um, be part of like the hiring process for like all housewives considering yes. they know everything? <laughs> No, I, I really do. I also like, I feel like now all these like other franchises are like, okay, let's do episodes of the guys hanging out. I'm like, you don't get it. The reason why we love the Jersey men and why they truly are the house husbands is they have chemistry and they're funny and they all seem like they really are friends. Not like the OC guys when they get together and Dr. Terry Debro is drilling everybody on when they're going to get engaged and be like being awkward. And that golf between the Salt Lake City guys, I'm just like, ugh, like, the Jersey women are just, I don't know. They found a secret, like the, they've cracked the code, but I don't think it works with every franchise. It doesn't. It does not. But don't change Summer House for me because there is literally, like I am loving this season so much. I almost worry, is it going to get there? Like, are we going to dance into Vanderpump territory in the next couple of years where like people are going to get married and the show might not continue? But I hope that we find a way to keep it going because I think what makes all this fun is majority of these people truly are friends. Now, some of it is like, you know, significant others coming in and the randoms that only eat, you know, turkey. Uh, but they, I feel like they've got, they've got a good like chemistry and they've kind of figured out what works with this show too. And I mean, like the drama between Kyle and Amanda, it doesn't get more real and raw than that. No. And that, 
I appreciated Kyle kind of breaking down as he should and kind of coming to his senses with Amanda and apologizing to her. I'm kind of, this is me, like, of course, like psychoanalyzing Kyle. To me, he seems clearly very reactive in the moment and has to like sit on things for a little bit before he comes full circle. And I feel like Amanda's the complete opposite where she's not like that. Um, I don't know. I was just happy because prior to the episode airing, Kyle put this whole like Instagram, like Amanda, you're the best. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh fuck, what's going to happen in this episode that you're going to put this tribute post. And I was just relieved that there wasn't any new drama in the episode between those two. I will say, even though like they, it looked like they seemingly like made up and are doing better. I'm still like, even after that conversation, I still wasn't convinced that the two of them should be getting married. I hope it, we get that. I don't know if we will. Amanda's kind of hinted at the fact that we won't on her Watch What Happens Live appearance. Obviously, some sort of change happened because they do seem to be in a better place now. Um, but like in watching that, I was like, I'm still not convinced that you guys are like, you should be getting married right now. Yeah. We're wishing the best. And you know yeah. who I would love to see get married is Robert and Danielle. I like, I don't understand why some of the other castmates seemingly do not like think that they are going to be married soon or in a good spot. I love that he took to heart that the source of their fight was really him not making an effort to come out and see her and the Hamptons. And so he surprised her and decorated the pool house and then like, you know, included her two favorite things, which I don't know if I'd pair these things together, pepperonis and sour candies. Sour Patch, yeah. I um, When I think of a snack, those are the last two things I would have. But they seem to be in and into it. That feels very like quarantine, hunker down, can't get any food in the grocery store. And I feel like that's like something that probably started out as a joke. Like, hey, babe, I made this plate. This is all we have. Ha, ha, ha. And then they just like stuck. Yeah, like that's their, their like inside joke charcuterie board. I don't know. It was sweet. Obviously, she knew what it like. He's like, I got our two favorite things, and she guessed them right away. Um, I just, yeah, it was a, such a sweet moment. I just like my stomach turned a little bit thinking about eating sour patch and pepperoni together separately. I love both. I'm not knocking either as a snack. I want to go on record saying that. But um, no, I was happy that he he surprised her, and I love seeing them together. I also love that Craig made an appearance in this episode. Whew. The Craig we saw in this episode was like Craig 1.0. And you guys know, you know, you guys know we have a love for Craig. He's been on our show. We've, you know, met him. He's been very kind. However, ooh, watching him in this episode was tough. Uh, I mean, it was like, oh, Craig, don't make me not like you. Like, I. I just, I'm like, I already know I'm not going to like Sierra when all is said and done this season. Like, please, Craig, don't. Um, but obviously, there were a couple things why reason why I didn't like Craig. You know, I do applaud Andrea for pulling him aside and basically saying, like, we were really good friends after Vermont. We were texting all the time. Then I hear about you and Paige, and you just stop texting me. You didn't return my call. He's like, if you would have just said, I think she's great and I'm going to, you know, I want to date her and get to know her. He said, I would have been fine with it. But the fact that you just ignored me, I'm like, Andrea, like, I don't know. I was just like, I thought that was very mature of him. I know Paige has said some things recently that maybe he was banging half of New York, um, which has something in common with a Salt Lake City um, housewife, but that maybe, you know, that he wasn't like as into Paige as we are being led on to believe 
but I was, I was proud of him for, for confronting it. And then I was kind of proud of Craig for basically saying like, I was just being a wimp. I should have, like, I should have talked to you, but I was a little disappointed to find out. I didn't realize Craig and Andrea were so close. Like I was disappointed to find out that Craig just like dropped him because he wanted to go on a few dates with Paige. And then they started hanging out again. Cause I remember, I feel like there was like a big soccer game and seeing Andrea, Craig and Paige, like all of them hanging out. So I think there was like, after that, they were like, okay, dude, like we can kind of hang out for a little bit. So, you know, the, the, the drama of this episode comes down to KCAV. KCAV, you know, we heard those rumors last summer. We all assumed it was Austin and it was not Austin. It was Craig. Lindsay received confirmation from Austin that Craig had been hooking up with KCAV. So Lindsay, in her mind, as anyone with that information does, is like, well, I'm going to go tell Paige. Like, she should know. Like, they seem way more into each other and way more coupley than she thought. I should tell her. Like, what would you do in that scenario? Would you tell me if I was Paige? Yeah, I would have. I mean, if you notice, too, she asked first, are you guys exclusive? Like, I think she was kind of like trying to feel it out. Like maybe Paige knows and this, like, and if they're all cool with it, I think Lindsay was like, no big deal, but they were acting very coupley and you could see Paige was being kind of like, you know, a little like schoolgirl and smitten by him. I, I think, I think Lindsay really was just like looking out for him. I was like, look, I know this information. I can't just sit on it. I, I, coming from Austin, I think that's a pretty reliable source since he was the one hanging out with them in Nashville and hanging out with. Kristen Cavallari, when she came to Charleston, like if anyone would know which of the two was hooking up with her, it would be Austin. So I, I would have, I would have said something. I don't, I think she was semi stirring the pot, but I think she was also like, this is kind of girl code. I need to let her know. Oh, a thousand percent. Like I felt like she was doing the exact right thing. I do love though. Then like Craig gets so mad and is just like, basically like Craig's only come back. And to me, this is like a teenager. And this is part of the reason why I love Craig and part of the reason why I like, sometimes I can't stand him. All he could do is call everybody a loser. He couldn't like, <laughs> he couldn't think of anything else. And he's like, well, Austin's a loser. Lindsay's a loser. And then I really didn't like that. He started saying to Paige, I can't believe you're this weak. I can't believe you're letting this bother you. I would probably be a little upset that you didn't tell me yourself that you were banging Kristen Cavallari because it was everywhere. There were the rumors. And I think she, like nobody knew for sure if it was Austin or Craig, a lot of people assumed it was Austin and turns out it was Craig. And I think he should have maybe told her himself. A thousand percent. And the fact that he was like, well, you could just come and ask me like, how (laughs) awkward is that? Okay. Like guy, we just started dating. She's like trying to play cool. So She's like damned if she did and damned if she didn't. Right. Because if she said something, he'd been like, why are you trying to be so serious? I think, you know, you're crazy. You're being a crazy girl. Like, yeah, Paige couldn't have won in that situation. I think, honestly, the way it played out was probably the best for Paige. Uh, I don't like that Craig went after Lindsay. And we've heard from different people on the show, like production and the crew, that there was a little bit more to the rant. We just saw maybe the PG version of it. So maybe he did call her more than a loser in the end. But it just, I think it's just Craig deflecting. Uh, but it did make me sad because I'm like, Craig, you're better than that. No, it's hard when like two people we like, like both Lindsay and Craig, like they've been fantastic to us. And it's hard watching them go against each other because you're like, damn it. But in this scenario, definitely team Lindsay. Amen. All right, let's head over to sunny skies, Salt Lake City. 
Yes, sunny skies. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, these after parties that these women are having, I, they're getting like very lit. I think I had a contact hangover from watching it. I was like, I'm impressed they all went on and did something the next day, even if it was just a spa day. Like, I feel like I would have just been in bed for hours if I was partying until 4 a.m., drinking out of like, what, like decorative vases. Like, I mean, I'm surprised there's any liquor left in that house. Same. I, I'm just, I just wonder like after production leaves, are they just all like, let's get after it, ladies? Like, this is the stuff we live for as fans is like that late night moments. Um, because there's, I feel like that's when like all the good shit happens, but they've been getting after it, which I'm here for. Um, another duo I'm enjoying is Lisa and Heather. I never really thought how much I wanted them to be friends until I saw them together. Like they were really funny. It seemed like they genuinely liked one another too. It wasn't just like, uh, Oh, we need to be, we need to be friends for the, you know, for the fans or for the ratings. Like I felt like they actually really were able to get along and connect with one another. And I don't, I've always liked Lisa and I've always liked Heather. For me, it's kind of like Karen Huger and Giselle on Potomac. Like I love them both individually and I feel like together they make the show even better and they make each other better. I could see Lisa and Heather like heading in that direction where like when they come together as friends, it's hilarious. We're all obsessed and we love it, but we still know like at the reunion, you know, they're going to be like biting each other's heads off. Oh, a thousand percent. I feel like they're like friendly, like how they got shared ice cream, like having a little moment but, and privately, I think they're good in a group setting. No, like they're willing to call each other out immediately. And there's no loyalty there. I know, you made a note of this and I thought the same thing. Like, why are we arguing whether the memorial was on a Monday or a Tuesday? Maybe it was both days. I she never is dumbest like, argument. Yeah. And I I also think it's really rude that we're even questioning, did she have this memorial? Like what day it happened because it's not lining up. Like, did she purposely like try to miss being on the sprinter van? Clearly she was with family, like doing some sort of memorial with her dad, whether like we talked about in the last episode, whether it was like, it was a burial, it was a, a viewing, it was just a gathering and sharing of stories amongst all of her, you know, family and loved ones to like honor her dad's life. I feel like there's many ways you could do a memorial. I just think it, I just think it's really, really rude that people are questioning this. Like her dad died. Like that, she can't make that up. That really happened. Why are we questioning when this event happened and the timing of it and why? Like clearly she was already going to be with family during that time. That didn't work out. And that's why the women were able to then stay in the house. Like she was there a few days early. I thought that was always the story. So I just, it's odd to me that everyone's like trying to poke a hole in it. It was very, very strange. And also just Google. <laughs> right. just Google his name and you could have seen it right there. I just am very confused why we're wasting time on this damn memorial when we should be spending more time on Jen. Did you really defraud elderly people? Like that's the shit I want to hear more about. And I want to hear more about Mary. Like Mary, you're kind of a horrible human being and you're claiming, you know, you have a church. Her defense, she was like, made no sense. She was like, well, you know, God loves all creatures, but do I have to? I'm like, well, you're kind of, you think of yourself as an extension of God. To me, like the whole thing with Mary, the way she treats everyone as if they are all beneath her, it, it kind of makes sense. Some of these claims that her church can be a bit of a cult because if you, you know, there's a lot of documentaries, if you look on like cult leaders and 
randomly the whole Waco situation came up um, on a trip I was on and we were talking about it, but it really like those leaders start by thinking they're like a prophet or they are an extension of God and they think they're better than everyone and they convince everyone else the same. And I think Mary's just pissed because she can't convince these ladies of that. It's just the way it's just the whole dynamic with Mary. I'm like watching this. I'm like, this is so disturbing the way she's treating people. And then in her confessions, the way she's trying to defend her actions. I did think like Whitney going around and be like, do you like her? And Mary was being honest and was like, I don't like, I don't know that I get why Lisa immediately like was jumping on and getting pissed off at Meredith, which we'll go and get into in a moment. And I get why she's like, do you think that's okay behavior? However, she just answered honestly. And I didn't think Mary did anything wrong by just being like, no, I don't like you. <laughs> and I, didn't. I think like, it's okay to say she didn't like someone. I think the way she's treated her though, like by someone simply just saying, oh yeah, have you talked to your husband? And she's I'm not going to talk to you about that. We're not that close. Like, and then saying like, you don't matter. I, you don't matter to me. I don't care about you. I think that just all of that leading up to it, like was kind of the way she's treated her, but I don't, yeah, I don't think it's wrong to say you don't like someone. I think if half of them were being honest, they don't, majority of them don't like everyone at the table either. Absolutely. And all it took was Mary not saying shit to, oh, sorry, Meredith not saying shit to Mary and calling out her behavior for Lisa Barlow to storm off. Oh my God, that hot mic moment. I wanted more of it. Like I was like, yeah, so there is a full version of it that people, you know, detectives and the internet uncovered. I, but I wanted that on the show. I wanted the full, like I, if you're going to say somebody effed half of New York, I want all the context that goes with it. I just like love, like even reading it right now, like Mary can go or Meredith can go fuck herself. I'm done with her. Cause I'm not a fucking whore and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb fucking family that poses. Okay, that's weird. Um, why don't you own a house? Wait, you can't because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Fake Meredith piece of shit. I have your back. I'm offended by that. Fuck you. That fucking piece of shit garbage whore. I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She's fucked half of New York. She can go fuck herself. Here, you can have your mic back. Oh, that was like wild. I think she thought she turned the mic off in that moment. Like, I don't think she, like, obviously I don't think she realized that like this was all being documented. Um, and based on wild. Meredith's watch what happens live appearance, she learned about that or like saw it right before they filmed re- the reunion. So yeah, there goes 10 years of friendship. Now they ruined yeah. the friendship, like reality TV. Wait, I want to talk about one more thing though, from Salt Lake city before we wrap. Wh- what is Mary's uh, gripe an issue with, Taco Bell or really oh, fast yeah. food in general. Like I thought it was so funny. She's like, your family needs nutrients. And then in her interview, she was like doubling down on it and was talking about how like she's fake because she eats fast food. And then that like, like, I think she was like almost applying like a good mother and wife would be at home cooking dinner. Considering you and I don't cook, I guess I was very quick to defend somebody that was like, I'm going to get my kids fast food because I have many a times have been like, yep, we're just going to do Chick-fil-A tonight. And my kids are thrilled about it. And we all, it makes it easier for everybody. Yeah. Step, get the fuck off of the fast food, Mary. Back off, Mary. Back (laughs) off, back off. Yeah. I mean, Abby and I both know, like she knows if I'm parenting solo and Kyle's like out of town or doing something, she's like, oh, Chick-fil-A. I'm like, yep. (laughs) She always knows like, that's what I'm doing for dinner with the kids. 
be the same thing. I mean, and I, please don't ever want to at me. I know they're not like the best company. And unfortunately it's my kid's favorite fast food. Like I, that, I always get nervous when we talk about it, but just fast food in general, sometimes it's just the easy button. It's kind of like when you do a frozen pizza for dinner too. It's the same concept. You're just making it easy for everybody because you know, that's really at the end of the day, what your kids want. And that is this week in a nutshell, we ended on fast food. How unexpected. And that brings us to our shout outs, Abby. Okay. My shout outs um, go to two new listeners that I got to get to know better on my vacation in Palm Springs. So I want to give a shout out to Bree and Lisa who were so quick to subscribe and listen to podcast episodes. And we're like so supportive and like so excited about the podcast. It was so fun just meeting you guys and getting to talk to you with you more about housewife stuff. So my shout outs go to Brie and Lisa. Wow. A special shout out. Uh, my shout out is going to go to Rihanna and that baby bump. I think we've all been waiting for that music to drop, but she's going to drop a baby first. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think no one looks looked cooler airing out their belly with ASAP Rocky, her lover, walking down the street of snowy New York than her. Like no one could ever do that. So I'm just excited. I love a good pop culture moment and I'm happy for her. Also makes me feel old. I was just going to say, like, it makes me feel so old. And Rihanna's, she's 33. Like it's, I, I guess I always thought she was like quite a bit younger than us. Um, but yeah, I feel like I'm like, oh my God, is she like a teen mom? She just feels like she's a lot younger. Oh yeah. I mean, I saw her at the Sun Bowl. Remember that Mizzou Sun Bowl? She was the performer. Oh my God. It was Ponda replay time. <laughs> great. What a great time to be alive. Yeah. Great moment. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And as always, thank you so, so, so much for your support. So we are getting so close to 500 ratings. We check them. We even send the bad reviews. We saw you, Meredith Brooks. I saw that. Um, but the good ones, thank you, Bravo Mom times two and just another Bravo Mom. We see you. Thank you for your support. It really does make a difference. We, I'm going to beat this like a dead horse. Please leave us a five-star rating or written review. It helps us get seen um, in the podcast algorithms and also helps with our booking talent. And if you want to hear more hot takes um, that are a bit unhinged, <laughs> check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. You can skip the star- Starbucks and join for as little as $3 a month. And with that, we'll check you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.